the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What difference at this point does it make? Oh, shut up. If you've got health insurance, you can keep it. You like your health care plan, you will keep your plan. If you've got health insurance, you like your doctor, you like your plan, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan. I'm as bad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio. My name is Greg Gretton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots and uh, Don Dix for, with the chapter leader of Act for Corona. Act for America in Corona is back from his secret mission up to the wineries of Northern California to search for ISIS sleeper cells. We're going to ask him later whether he actually found any of those sleeper cells among the wineries. And we are joined in studio here by one of our favorite patriot leaders from the Inland Empire, Robin Vidston, leader of We the People Rising, who, like Pamela Geller uh, does on the jihad, she goes out and torments politicians with the truth on immigration. Welcome, Robin. Thank you. Great to see you here, Robin. Yes. And um, yeah, I did identify some uh, sleepers up in Sonoma <laughs> County. Good work. You, after, you know, you have a couple bottles of wine. And you found some sleepers. You do, you do tend to sleep. <laughs> you snoozed off there. So, so there are cells all over Sonoma County of people sleeping off their wine-induced uh, coma. Um, interesting about Sonoma County is the number of homeless people that you see wandering around Sonoma County. Because, of course, Sonoma is governed and run uh, by liberals. By liberals. In fact, uh, we went to the grocery store, got a few items. They placed them carefully on the table. I looked at her and I said, do you mind if I have a bag for those? And she goes, we don't do plastic bags here. You got to have your own. And I was like, oh, that's right. So, but you can pay for paper if you want. If you want a paper sack, you can pay for it. Hmm. So, but it was nice. It was nice to get away. It was a great uh, vacation. Got to see, you know, got to drive across the Golden Gate Bridge for the first time. And I'm here to report to everybody that if you northbound on the Golden Gate Bridge, there's no toll. Southbound on the Oakland Bridge, there's no toll. So you can do a great big circle through San Francisco, north on the the Bay Bridge, south on the Oakland Bridge, not have to pay a toll. It's great. But if you do it the other way around, you're going to pay a toll on both bridges. But if you have a day job and don't want to just drive around the Bay for all day, then maybe not. But anyways, let's let's you know the primary reason why we asked Robin in is uh, yes. we're recording Thursday. We're recording Thursday is Donald Trump's immigration speech on Wednesday night. It was more than an immigration speech. It was an immigration day. It was the a what? day of Trump and immigration. Robin, as this is this is your issue. What did you think of the speech? Well, um, I thought the speech was excellent. Now, he stayed on topic. I'm shocked. <laughs> I am shocked. <laughs> we had been prepared for a softer Donald Trump on the issue of immigration. However, as they say in the Donald Trump world, he doubled down. He did. So let me ask you this. Going into his Immigration Day festivities, 
Uh, it had been a broadly sort of broadcast notion that Donald Trump was softening on immigration. In fact, I saw a couple of emails from folks saying, call Donald Trump's headquarters yes. and tell him to get firm again on immigration. What was the thinking inside some of the uh, activists on the immigration issue? Was there disappointment? Was there uh, great gnashing of teeth? Were people concerned that Trump was losing his edge? There was panic. Panic? Yes. Not just gnashing of teeth, but outright panic. Yes. All right. Because there was the sense that he was going to become a pro-amnesty candidate. However... In that speech, as I said, he doubled down. All fears have subsided now. Yes. Everybody in the immigration world is happy. I would say right. there is rejoicing. Well, the people in the immigration world that want to enforce America's immigration right. laws are rejoicing. Those that want to have an immigration policy that favors, that's in, serves the interests of America and American taxpayers and American workers are rejoicing. The Democrat Party. The globalists. The, the globalists. The Republican establishment, Wall right. Street, that for their the, own selfish reasons want mass immigration, amnesty, lower wages for American workers, and more Democrat voters. They're not happy. The open borders people, if you will. The Soros-funded open border people. And there's a lot of Republicans that are included in the open border crowd, first and foremost, of course, being Paul Ryan. So along the lines of what I asked you, my thinking in order – I mean, this is right now about winning the general election. He's got people like me, you, Robin, you, Greg. Um, but there's a there's a contingency in the middle that are absolutely crucial for him to bring over in order to win the general election. He's not going to win it with folks that he's already got. He's got to bring in people uh, from uh, the dis disaffected Democrats, from the middle, the former Republicans, some libertarians in order to do that. He my assessment, my, my feeling is he's got to he's got to lose a bit of that edge. Uh, on deport 12 million people. We're going to seal America off, hermetically seal them off from everything, including the Zika virus. You know, there's that. So, so well, that's an overstatement. Hermetically seal America off from the rest of the world. That isn't, that's not exact. Those, that's not an exact quote of what uh, Donald Trump said. Craig, on you don't night. need to be so sensitive. Yes, I'm exaggerating. That's called a political metaphor. Wow, look at you. <laughs> Rising to the defense of Donald Trump. So, yeah, no, it is an exaggeration. But the, but it's not an exaggeration to say he can't win with us. He's got to reach these people in the middle. Are you going to accommodate, Robin, people like you? Are you going to allow him the latitude to swing into that territory, moderate his talk so as to attract that middle well, without losing faith in yeah, him? You're absolutely right. And here is what I heard in this speech. He was very pro American. Now, that stance is wildly popular. So in my opinion, those who you're refer referencing mm -hmm. in the middle, if they listened closely to that speech, they would hear that he was pro-American fighting for them. And he did. He did double down in this particular speech. In his evening speech, yes, yeah, in his evening speech. Well, we have there's a, we have a lot of territory to cover. Let's take a quick break and come back and talk about the morning, uh, Donald Trump's morning in Mexico, and then Donald Trump's evening back on American soil. And I think there was a different Donald Trump in Mexico from uh, from 
in Arizona. Uh, let's chat about that and see, you know, what kind of differences we can call out of that. We need to take a break to hear from our sponsor of this half hour. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation. Ed is a great patriot and the place to go for your real estate lending needs, residential and commercial. More with Donald Trump immigration after this message. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. We've been serving our community with personalized homeownership solutions for over 26 years with offices in Moreno Valley, Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all of Southern California and Arizona. Today, we are experiencing excellent conditions in real estate and real estate financing. Interest rates are as low as they've ever been in our history, and real estate prices have come way up from the lows of 2010. If you've purchased a house in the last several years, there's a great chance that today your equity position is much better and available interest rates are much lower. Two factors that spell opportunity for you. If you want to find out what this means to you and you want to talk to a lender who will give you straightforward, honest direction towards an option that's best for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock, right here on AM590, The Answer. AM 590, the answer. And Coulter, who has been outspoken about immigration being the number one issue facing the country, said after his Mexico visit, I think we can start working on the Trump transition team. Is she overly optimistic? Does she, is she, is she way out ahead of herself on this? Or do you, you think she's right? Did, did Trump present on third, on Wednesday morning, rather, a, a a new Donald Trump to the world? I don't think it's just per se on Wednesday morning, but there's been really the last month that he has been much more focused on Hillary Clinton, and he's been acting like... I, mean, I want to come back to... I saw his speech on Tuesday night in Washington, and there was this the calm assurance and confidence of a leader as he went through his material and he working the crowd and it was all, it was nothing nothing qualitatively different but it was better he was more confident more calm more assured than i've seen him in the past so that's why it's, it's a transit it's, it's a whole trend of things he's talking substance He's giving substantive speeches on crime, on poverty, on immigration, on defeating terrorism. And Hillary Clinton's off whatever, uh, you know, giving t- speeches to 150 people in some places. No, darling, she was in the Hamptons being entertained <laughs> by Paul McCartney, John Bon Jovi, and Jimmy Buffett. She was eating little crackers and getting $30,000 checks, darling. Okay, That's so, what she was doing Tuesday night, right? Okay, I see your point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's why she was uh, a little sleepy Wednesday morning, and she was 37 minutes late for her uh, speech at the uh, veteran. What was it? Uh, Veterans of Foreign Wars? No, it was VF, not VFW. It was American, American Legion. American, American Legion. Legion. Yes. Yeah, 37 minutes late, and the entire time she only she attacked Donald Trump and she presented during this speech several dichotomies attacked him for saying you know America's military is uh, is you know needs to be made great again and then turned right around and said we need to rebuild the American military right. I mean so many dis, uh, uh, dichotomies in her speech and you know Trump sucked all the oxygen out of the room yes. on Wednesday yes, with going down and talking to uh, the, the Mexican president. 
Her, her, her applause at the American Legion speech was tepid even for golf applause. <laughs> right. In fact, I heard that they had to turn the music up at the end of the speech to drown out the fact that the applause was so pathetic that you couldn't hear it. That was the con- the, the event promoters actually were quoted as having said that. But so did the picture of him shaking hands with the Mexican president, the picture shown around the world versus the shot shown around the world, uh, is that going to gain him any points with the middle? Did, did this did this work? Did the calculus of taking the risk, as you said uh, during the break, Robin, you said he took a big risk by going down there. Yes. Did that... Well, I, don't, it, I don't think there's much of a, of a risk because if, no? if, if Nieto, President Nieto of Mexico invited him, he wasn't going to come out there and publicly berate him. No, I mean a risk to his life is well, what well, I'm well, saying. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah, I don't mean a political risk. I mean, you know, a, a physical risk. So did this? Did this work? Did yeah. did did the whole uh, you know going down and talking to? It's part of the trend. If he, when, when in 1980, people were very dissatisfied with how things were going under Jimmy Carter. The the hostages in Iran. The Soviet Union was on the march. We had 21 percent interest rates. We had 13 uh, percent inflation. We had seven and a half percent unemployment. People were very unhappy, but they weren't quite sure whether they could take a chance. They could, they could be comfortable taking a chance on this right wing crazy guy, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> really, and he, Carter was leading the that race into October, until they went to that debate. They had one debate that year, and Ronald Reagan was able to reassure people that he was somebody that they could trust, rely on, and take a chance with, and then they were ready to dump Jimmy Carter. And Hillary Clinton is an extension of Barack Obama and the ruling class and and everything that's happening right now. She'll keep the country on the same road, albeit more crooked than than we're on now. So So if Donald Trump can show that Yes, he can be president. He can. The, the people feel comfortable taking a chance with him. Hmm. I, 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 I think he's. I think he's going to win. Yes, and you know, I would like your listeners to understand the courage it took for Donald Trump to go to Mexico and stand on that stage on many levels. And as you pointed out, uh, I hope all your listeners have had the opportunity to see his his press conference in Mexico. He did just suck all the energy up out of that room. Everyone was focused on Donald Trump. It's a presidential speech. It's a statesmanlike speech. It was an excellent, excellent morning in Mexico for Donald Trump. Well, he definitely got some international attention. He definitely yes. got some American attention. And uh, we're 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 kind of you know looking at a a a different guy from the morning in when uh, wednesday morning to thursday evening you had somebody that appeared you know to be that um middle of the ground guy he wasn't as hard lined on you know when asked one of the first questions that was asked in the press conference was you know is mexico going to pay the wall and he said we you know we we did not talk about that uh we simply you know built a relationship and i think that it was smart from that standpoint that he went down built a relationship made himself look presidential uh you know, it looked a little larger than life, don't you think? Yes. Um, I have been in a room with Donald Trump. I had the opportunity to meet with him. And he, when he speaks to you and focuses on you, mm-hmm. the whole world <laughs> ceases to exist. He is a master. He is a very gifted communicator. And I saw that going forward in that conference, in that press conference. Well, sure. You go to a foreign country. And this is really your, this is your, actually your first visit with this foreign leader. You're not going to say you're not going to come out in the press conference, and we're going to make this guy pay for my wall. <laughs> no, 
it was to, it was to build a relationship and it was to really open negotiations and find ways in which, as he says, that uh, President Nieto loves Mexico and he's going to put Mexico and Mexicans first, as he should. Yes. And what we're going to get in Donald Trump is a president that loves America and is going to put Americans and America first. But within that, there's certainly room for cooperation and negotiation yes. and working together that, can ma- that we can find ways to make both America and Mexicans, America and Americans, and Mexico and Mexicans better off. Well, we're going to talk about the Donald Trump that came out Thursday night because he made a couple of people unhappy as the news is breaking Thursday. Uh, Apparently, some of the folks on his Hispanic Advisory Council aren't very happy about the Donald Trump they saw Thursday night. We'll talk about that when we come back after a message from our sponsor this half hour. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation. Ed is a great patriot and the place to go for your real estate lending needs. More after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. We've been serving our community with personalized homeownership solutions for over 26 years with offices in Reno Valley, Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all of Southern California and Arizona. Today, we are experiencing excellent conditions in real estate and real estate financing. Interest rates are as low as they've ever been in our history, and real estate prices have come way up from the lows of 2010. If you've purchased a house in the last several years, there's a great chance that today your equity position is much better and available interest rates are much lower, two factors that spell opportunity for you. If you want to find out what this means to you and you want to talk to a lender who will give you straightforward, honest direction towards an option that's best for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock, right here on AM590, The Answer. AM 590, The Answer. And Coulter tells us that immigration is the most important issue because it determines all other issues. And that's why immigration is the primary reason why California has gone from a reliably Republican state in presidential elections to an overwhelmingly Democrat state in presidential elections and in state elections. That's why the Republicans barely have one-third of the state legislature. It's why they get 40% in a statewide ballot initiative, a statewide uh, governor's race because of immigration. The immigrants vote Democrat, legal and illegal, 70%, 80% of the time, and so so do their children. They are remaking, they are stacking the voting deck. Yes. And And... Republicans, for some reason, refuse to either they don't get it or they're afraid to get it that immigration is going to even legal immigration is going to make all of America like California is politically today. Don't disagree with that. The question becomes, what do you do about it? And I think that there were some folks in the Hispanic community that were sort of enjoying that more moderate, that softening tone of Donald Trump. And uh, it turns out Thursday morning that one of the members of his National Hispanic Advisory Council has resigned, a fellow by the name of Jacob Monte resigned from the board following the Phoenix speech telling Politico he was disappointed in the rhetoric that Donald Trump used in Phoenix. Quote, I was a strong supporter of Donald Trump when I believed he was going to address the immigration problem realistically and compassionately. What I heard today, speaking of Thursday evening, was not realistic and not compassionate. Is well, compassionate that what, for whom? Well, 
Okay. And that's one of the great points that, that, that Trump made in his Wednesday night speech is that most of the focus of the mainstream media, of the Democrats, of the establishment Republicans, is compassion for and what's in the interest in what's the best what's best for the illegal immigrants, for the foreigners, for foreign countries. It's not what is compassionate for Americans. And Robin, you're wearing the, 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 the T-shirt for one of our great friends, Agnes Gibney's son, whose life was stolen because yes. he was murdered by a previously deported illegal immigrant. So the, when people talk about compassion and immigration, very, other than Donald Trump and people like Robin Vinston and our allies, compassion is never about Agnes Gibney and her son. Yes. It's never about Americans whose wages are driven down by in, uh, a flood of foreign labor. It's never about the Americans whose jobs are taken away because of foreign labor. It's always about the immigrants and particularly the illegal immigrants. So compassion for whom? Well, I I don't disagree with that. And Donald Trump did a great job. And you had, Robin, a very early meeting with uh, Donald Trump at the Lux Hotel up in L.A. early on in his campaign. And um, you had... uh, had an opportunity to introduce him. I think was it that meeting that you actually introduced him for the first time to the uh, stolen life quilt yes. and the angel moms. Yes, that was the first meeting where he met with the parents. Gotcha. And and since then he has uh, really done a uh, I think a terrific job of highlighting this very important issue aspect of and actually in on Wednesday night really forced CNN to talk about the angel moms and this issue because uh, a lot of times when this issue comes up, you'll see stations like, you'll see networks like CNN, they'll actually uh, pan away. Uh, You know, they don't want this part of this message to be broadcast to their listeners. They want to tamp that down and keep what you're talking about, Greg, the compassion for separating families. Yeah, the these angel moms, they've been separated. And uh, so this is a very important aspect of this cause. It truly is. And the Remembrance Project, which was founded by Maria Espinosa in Houston, Texas, honors the American citizens that have been killed by those illegally in our country. And we'd like your listeners and all of America to remember they are permanently separated from their families through no fault of their own. And Donald Trump has embraced these families. He calls them his friends, like Agnes Gibney. In fact, uh, at the speech on Wednesday evening, Agnes was the first parent to speak out on behalf of her child that was murdered, her beautiful son that was murdered. Right, Ronald De Silva, 29 years old, in El Monte. Agnes lives in Rancho Cucamonga. And then afterwards, after the speech... um, Sabine Durden, uh, yes. Sean Hannity had Sabine Durden, who is out of Moreno Valley, whose son was killed yes. by an illegal alien drunk driver. Exactly. Again, a several time, you know, convicted for yes. this crime, deported. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is this. It's a, it's an important issue. It is. And the reason these parents are so devastated is that the killer always has a record. Drunk driving, burglary. On and on. So they're heartbroken because if our government would have done their job, that person would not have been in this country to murder their beloved child. 
We have the uh, 10 points that Donald Trump outlined part of his, quote-unquote, aggressive plan to deal with America's swelling Ill- illegal immigration ranks. And let's go through those after the break. Uh, t- take apart each one, t- chat about that, because uh, this this forms the core, if you will, of his immigration policy, the different aspects of, of, of this plan. And uh, for folks that didn't have a chance to listen to it, and uh, also for us to kind of just go through and dig into some of these things, I think I think this is an important conversation to have as well. Sure. But in our few remaining seconds here of this segment, there was some polling where we talk about reaching the middle. Yep. 74% are more likely to vote for a Republican who said, quote, the American people are right to be concerned about jobs and wages and elected officials should put the needs of American workers first. 70% would vote for a Republican who said the first goal of immigration policy needs to be getting unemployed Americans back to work, not importing more low-wage workers to replace them. Or even high-wage workers, H1, yes. H, H, H1B one And even visas. Latinos favor that position, 59 to 32. Yes. So a pro-American worker immigration policy is not only the right policy, it is the politically winning policy. Yes. For this political season that we're in, absolutely. You're listening to the Unite IE radio program. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. Lots of stuff unfolding this week. Sacramento, uh, you know, the legislature came to an end and there were dozens and dozens of crazy bills that happened. Um, Donald Trump on Wednesday laid out his immigration policy. We've got a big election coming up on November 8th. Lots of stuff going on that we can talk about. Since Donald Trump dominated the media, we're going to dig into this whole presidential election uh, process even more. And one of the things Donald Trump does now when he's talking about immigration is he has up on stage with him uh, members, uh, people that are called the angel moms, uh, members of what's called the stolen life quilt. And you're you're a very uh, that's a big part of the work that you do here throughout Southern California, Robin, is taking that quilt to uh, legislators offices, to rallies, to events and keeping that in front of the uh, uh, public and keeping that front and center. What kind of reaction do you get from folks when they see you there and you're talking about the these Americans that have lost their lives to illegal aliens? I am the California coordinator, the state coordinator for the Remembrance Project, the Stolen Lives Quilt. And when the public sees these quilts, their depictions of the loved ones, the children, the moms, the aunts, the uncles that have been killed by those in our country illegally, it's very profound to see the image. There's a brief description of how the American lost their life. For example... Unfortunately, in Los Angeles in June, there was a man illegally in our country from Honduras that set an intentional fire in an abandoned warehouse in Los Angeles that killed five Americans. Mm. Four of them were from a small town in Iowa. This is heartbreaking for the families. And we always say we are very sad to welcome those into our midst. Uh you have, a, you, have a, you have a poster of, of, one, yes. of uh, one of them with I you have there. Why don't you Stanford. hold that up to the mic so our listeners can yes, see it? Yes, they can see that I'm <laughs> holding Tiara Stansbury, a beautiful oh, she's a young gorgeous woman. Girl. Yeah. 
18. 18 years old. And we are honoring her. We're going to the court hearings for her killer. And this where, where are those where are those hearings? In Los Angeles. Okay. The killer was from is from Honduras right. in our country illegally. By the way, first time, second time. Uh, he was apprehended at the border in 2012, released into our country. He's had multiple arrests for drug usage and domestic abuse. He was arrested on June 6th for drug usage. Five days later, June 13th, he set this fire that killed five mm. Americans. Wow. But a bit of heartening news is Tierra Stansbury has one of our Stolen Lives quilt banners, and a man was wearing her shirt, her image, on the uh, at during the speech Wednesday night uh-huh. and standing next to Donald Trump. So Tierra Stansbury's father was thrilled to have this recognition of his dearly beloved daughter. Wow. And what you just said illustrates a point that Do- that uh, Donald Trump made is this catch and release policy. Yes. Is that the Border Patrol, instead of actually guarding our border, exactly. receives illegal immigrants and then immediately releases them into the country. It, that is very true. You can talk to Border Patrol agents, and this is very common under the Obama administration. They... It just like the the Honduran that killed these five Americans. He was in custody by the Border Patrol in 2012, and they released him into our society. He went on to commit crimes in Los Angeles and was released until he took the lives of five American citizens. One of the things that we heard from Kathy Ponce, who was a delegate to the California Republican Party for the convention uh, earlier uh, before the Democratic convention, uh, as, as you may recall, she ha- they had to ride buses into the convention and on those buses were law enforcement people. Some of those law enforcement people were Border Patrol agents that had volunteered for that duty to protect you know, folks going in and out of the convention. And she learned that uh, in talking to a Border Patrol agent there, that essentially the Border Patrol agent's job is when these people are caught crossing the border, uh, they two questions. Um, you know, do you have family here uh, or friends? And if they do, they have to release them into the United States. Yes. And then second, if they're carrying drugs, then they go, they, are, are you carrying drugs? And B, are, do you have family and friends here? In which case, they have to release them into the United States. Right. So if, if it's if, crazy. If you stop a car with drugs crossing the border. They ask them the question, did you know you were carrying this in your car? <laughs> they say no. And then they ask the next question is, do you have relatives in the United States? The answer is yes. They confiscate the drugs. At least they'll do that. Then they let them go. It, it's that's it, that's that's that is that's Obama's. those are our rules of engagement yes. at the border right now with the, with yes, our border are. patrol. That's Obama's immigration policy. Yes, that's Hillary is. Clinton's immigration policy because they favor illegal immigration. So Trump's first signature issue, the ten points that he laid out, Trump issue: We will build a great wall along the southern border, and Mexico will pay for the wall. That was a quote from his speech, and he got probably one of the biggest applause lines of the night. Uh, people just erupted because you know a lot of the people that attend these rallies, uh, and there was some debate about whether or not having uh, folks like that at the rally at the, at this particular policy speech was wise, um, but. That he got his biggest applause line that night was because he doubled down, reiterated yes. that Mexico is going to pay for the wall after being in Mexico in that morning and saying, well, we didn't talk about it. 
Right. As long as which the, was smart. I mean, as long yeah. as the illegal immigrants are on that side of the border, they are Mexico's problem. It's when they step across the border and they say, "Oh, I, I want asylum." I want that. You know, it's then 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 then, are, then they become our problem. Plus the drugs, plus the terrorists, plus the weapons. You have a you have a barrier at the wall now at the, at the border. Obviously, you need to garrison that wall. You can't just build a wall and walk away and forget about it. That, that's, yes. that's not going to work. And you talked about it. We're going to have sensors in the air, underground. Yes. for the. T- we're going to get the tunnels. So, yes, we're going to have a border, a real border. A yes. border. And the big thing, of course, you, as you know, my issue is national security. Yes. Um, we've got now drug. Uh, we know that we have Islamists that are integrating into the drug cartels. Um, and and so those people are, are being uh, brought across the border by uh, these drug cartels that have these uh, drug trains. Second, big, uh, his second big point, a pledge to begin deporting more border crossers instead of engaging them in a long, drawn-out legal proceeding. We are going to end, catch, and release. So that's the people that are crossing the border that are being allowed, as we talked about, the current policy is just to release them into the... Yes. Which, by the way, as they release them, they, have a, they get a court date, right? Exactly. To show up. And I, as I understand it, only about... 15 to 20 percent of the people that, that, high. that yeah, get these either. court dates actually show up. Yeah, the uh, illegal immigrants call those slips to show up in court permisos, <laughs> which is a permission to stay in the, in the, in the country. And of course, what do, they, what do they do? They get into the country, right. then yeah. they then they call or email their family back in, in their home country and say, it worked, I'm here. Right. Come on over. And this, this next one, I don't think anybody can disagree with. Zero tolerance for criminal illegal aliens and a promise to deport illegal immigrants who are arrested for any crime whatsoever. Obama disagrees. Yeah, well, completely, as does the ACLU and right. special interest groups. Want- as do 300 sanctuary cities exactly. across the United States who don't deport individuals and don't turn them over to ICE and, and, and are breaking federal law in doing so. Mm-hmm. Right. But but they get money for doing that. So they they actually are getting, you know, there's an Obama policy that rewards cities for for this policy. Right. Absolutely. Number four, Trump would block funding for sanctuary cities, speaking of which, that refuse to turn over criminal aliens to the federal government for deportation. Now, this is the part of the softening, I think, that got some of his uh, Hispanic advisory council upset because he they're looking for him to be moderate to the so-called dreamers, the people that have been here 20, 25 years, that are illegal aliens, they're not citizens, that are now integrated into American culture, they haven't committed any other crime other than you know, being illegal aliens. And so now this is getting into the area that's kind of upsetting them. Uh, what do you think? The Constitution requires that the president faithfully execute the laws. These people came here illegally. They knew they were breaking the law when they crossed the border illegally or overstayed their visa. They knew that the penalty, if they were caught, was to be returned to their home countries. They've taken, they're, they've, they're taking jobs or welfare or both when they're here. Their children are taking resources that would otherwise go to American children. They are they cost, as they pointed out, one hundred and thirteen billion dollars a year to the taxpayers. Far more than the taxes that they pay, because most of them are low skill, low wage workers. They pay little or no income tax. They send tens of billions of dollars back to their home countries and out of the United States. So, is it, is is it fair and just? to enforce America's immigration laws and return illegal immigrants to their home countries? 
What about what, what do you say? I mean, what do you say to the legal immigrants, the people that w- have spent years or are still waiting to be legal immigrants? If you let the, if you grant legalization to the illegal immigrants, you may as well stamp the word "sucker" yeah. on their forehead. I. That- it's hard hard to disagree with that. I mean, I agree. People that are here have gone through the process, have spent the money, spent the time necessary to comply with our immigration laws as they are. Uh, they should, you know, their investment in becoming Americans should not be that uh, other people got jumped to the line. And number five, cancel unconstitutional executive orders. And this is code for President Obama's deferred action orders that protect an estimated 5 million illegal immigrants and their families from deportation. Now, this is another area that I think got him into trouble with. And you've added, I mean, this kind of comes under the same explanation that you just gave about, you know, uh, you know, tell us about that one. Uh, that well, there's also a constitutional aspect. Yes. If you're going to grant amnesty, and I oppose amnesty. Mm-hmm. That's a matter of immigration law. Congress, the, you may not like the Congress, but at least they, right. they are the people's elected representatives. They write the laws, not the president. The president doesn't get to say, well, I'm not going to enforce immigration laws. It's like I say, I'm, I'm not going to collect the capital gains tax. I'm not going to enforce the traffic laws. Whatever it is, the executive doesn't get to do that. So it's a, also a constitutional issue as to whether the president's going to say, well, for 5 million people, we're going to ignore the laws. That is a great point. There's five more that we're going to go through after a break from our sponsor for this half hour. All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Senator Jeff Sessions, one of uh, Laura Ingram's made the slip, President Trump, (laughs) primary advisors on immigration, said that the key to winning in 2016 is proving to the working men and women of the country that you will serve their needs, not the needs of the political class, First and always, and I would add that Senator Sessions in 2014 didn't have a weak opponent. He had no opponent. He ran unopposed in the primary and in the general election for Senate in Alabama. For any Republicans listening out there, there's a hint. If you're going to run in Alabama, (laughs) run for office in Alabama if you're a conservative. That's the hint. Well, serve the needs of the working men and women. I I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. We're going through the uh, 10 points that Donald Trump laid out in his Wednesday night, much discussed uh, immigration speech. And we're up to point number six. Trump would suspend 
the issuance of visas to people from countries where adequate screening cannot occur, including places like Syria and Libya. I mean, from a national security perspective, this is a no-brainer. I mean, can you think of any reason why we wouldn't want to do this? Uh, Unless you're like Hillary Clinton, who wants a uh, 650% increase in Syrian refugees to spread around the country. Right. Yeah, I don't know how we vet. I mean, we've had the uh, national the security... director said you can't vet right. them. And even uh, James Clapper, the head of the uh, uh, Department of National Security, said we can't properly vet these people. There's no records for them. How do we vet them? We don't. German intelligence said that there are ISIS sleeper cells, hit teams among the uh, Syrian refugees yes. now in Germany. Well, n- n- not much to disagree with Donald Trump on that point. Point number seven, unspecified action against 23 countries that refuse to accept their own citizens after the United States deports, deport them. And I think these what we're talking about here are people who are so bad, who are such uh, invest, uh, so invested in their criminal careers that even their home countries yes. don't want them. And right. they send them back. You know, as we... Um here we have this uh, guy with the MS-13 tattoos all over him. He's 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 uh, getting out of prison for something. I'm going to send him back to country X, so El Salvador that, in this case. Uh, yeah. Yes. Would you like to, would you would you would you like this MS-13 gang mem- member back? And El Salvador says, Nah, no thanks. <laughs> and then the Obama regime says, Okay, if, if that's how you feel about it, we'll just turn this uh, dangerous criminal loose on the streets of the United States of America. Incredible. Yeah, that seems to be pretty much a no-brainer. Number eight, a biometric entry exit visa tracking system like the one Congress has demanded, a system that would help authorities identify and remove half a million visa holders who stay longer than allowed every year. And as we know, uh, 15 of the 19 hijackers, I think. On 9-11. On 9-11, which, by the way, the 15th anniversary of 9-11 is coming up fast and furious in... uh, another eight days so we have the hijackers from 9-11 that were visa overstays and had we had a system in place that would have you know flagged that we had overstays and gone out and found them yes we might have 3,000 americans that would be alive today yes those were illegal aliens yep that committed that heinous act on our soil Absolutely. Hard to argue with Donald about that one. Point number nine, a strict use of E-Verify employment system in order to turn off the jobs and benefits magnet that lures foreigners into the United States. I I can't see any reason why. In fact, the E-Verify system was created by our own Ken Calvert, congressman from the, I think, 40th district or 40th district uh, here. My city's in his district. He created that system. And interesting, we talked about being up in Sonoma. I saw an E-Verify flag on two different businesses uh, up in Sonoma County. So they're using the E-Verify system and advertising it that they are to make sure that they hire only people here legally. What a concept. Hard to argue with that. And along with that, by the way, and he didn't mention this, we're going to come to our 10th point here in a moment. But the idea of the H-1B visas that are getting used improperly by corporations like Southern California Gas Company, uh, Disney, um, other companies that are slipping my mind now, that's something else that needs to be clamped down on. Absolutely. And there's a great video out there that uh, from a law firm that does this type of work. And they were explaining how that they're, they're doing a seminar of how to write the job description such that Americans won't apply for it so they can then go get their less expensive, cheaper foreign workers. Crazy. And finally, number 10, the formation of an immigration commission that would change the criteria for entering the United States, selecting immigrants based on the likelihood of success in U.S. society and their ability to be financially self-sufficient. 
on the surface of it, it sounds great. But seriously, how do you how do you create a test to you know see what's in someone's heart? Because a lot of people that come to this country um, succeed in spite of what might look like a person who. Might not. But, but we need to take care of our own citizens first. We have millions of American citizens that live in a hardship case. This would be less of a drain if we could bring uh, immigrants in that would not be a financial hardship. Many people don't know that the legal immigration every year exceeds one million yes. Plus, another 800,000 so-called temporary workers and query how many of those temporary workers return to their home countries after right. their allotted time, probably a little percentage. Yep. So you're looking at 2 million foreign workers are coming in every year at a time when there are 4 million Americans that turn yes. 18 every year and then presumably at some point are going to want to have a job. So Trump made this great point. This is a civil rights issue for black Americans, for Latino Americans, for citizens, because their job prospects are being undermined by this mass influx of legal and illegal foreigners. What do you think the odds the DOJ takes up that civil rights cause? (laughs) Under President Trump, pretty good. Yes. (laughs) After having a big week giving his, uh, his big immigration speeches on Wednesday, what are Trump's prospects for the November election. We'll discuss that after a break from our sponsor for this half hour. All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. Can Donald Trump win in November? Did his uh, schizophrenia, I'll call it, of Wednesday, the softer, gentler Donald of Wednesday morning and the uh, hardline immigration activist of Wednesday night, can that can that win the day for Donald Trump? Is, is Did he successfully reach that middle of the road that he needs to get? Because unquestionably, I'm a never I'm a never Hillary person. I'm going to vote for whoever opposes Hillary, no matter who it was. I'd prefer have preferred a different candidate, but I think that you know anybody but Hillary is the call for me. I know you guys support Donald Trump aggressively. Did he did he win over the middle? I say yes. I say yes for this reason. Even though you saw two different Donald Trumps the same day, both messages were pro America pro-American worker. And that has shown in the polls to be wildly popular. And I think that message is going forward, and I think that is going to take Donald Trump across the winning line November 8th. All right. Greg? 
it's important that Donald Trump and, and that he show that he can be trusted and relied. He, he's running against the corrupt, lying Washington establishment. So can he be trusted to, c- to carry through on what he's promising? And he made clear on immigration that the answer to that is yes. That I don't think it was schizophrenic on Wednesday. It was entirely appropriate to the occasion of meeting a foreign leader for the first time. He behaved, he, he was consistent and, and yes. he, what his positions were. But, and we're going to try to work together for the mutual benefit of our two countries. Entirely appropriate the way a president should approach talking to a foreign leader in the foreign leader's country. Then he came back to talk to <clears throat> Americans during a political campaign and set forth his immigration policy, again, entirely appropriate to the occasion. I don't disagree with that. I know that there is a middle of the road, though, that is actively shopping for a candidate. Yeah, obviously, um, you know, in some states, you're going to have this guy, Gary Johnson, the Libertarian. You're going to have the Green Party candidate, Jill Stein, uh, who is on the uh, uh, who be on the ballot, uh, taking away votes from Hillary and Donald. Uh, big question as to who gets drained uh, from votes uh, based on which candidate. I think he's still got a lot of work to do to win over the middle. I, and that's what concerns me. And, you know, taking that stance that he took uh, as hard as he took it on Wednesday night, I'm not sure if he did himself any favors with the middle. But I'm going to still say the tone came across loud and clear that he was pro-American. He made that point all throughout the speech. And, again, polls show that that is an extremely popular stance and in my opinion that's going to carry the voters i think that when it comes down to it the american voters who think that 70 percent of the country is on the wrong track 70 percent think there's a great deal of corruption in government 81 percent think the country is less safe than when obama and clinton took office that they are not going to vote to keep the country on the same track that it has been on albeit even more crooked under Hillary Clinton, and that it, when Donald Trump stays on message, he shows himself to be a, resp- you know, a responsible leader, like Ronald Reagan turning the tide of that debate in 1980 with Jimmy Carter, that the people can take a chance on him. And he's making that message, to, especially to, yes. to, to, to black Americans, to, to African Americans, is after what the Democrats have not done for you and have done to you all these decades, what do you have to lose by taking a chance yes. on Donald Trump. And that applies to all Americans. Well, we'll what do you have to lose yes. by taking a chance on and Donald Trump versus continuing the corrupt, incompetent Washington ruling class? And that's a part of his marketing genius. And we'll find out on November 8th, 60-some short days away from now. It's the Unite IE radio program. Go to our Facebook page, Unite IE, Unite Inland Empire. Let us know what you think. We'll be back next week with another edition. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.